Welcome back. I am so excited that you have joined me again in the Aligned Womb, Aligned You podcast. I'm Kate Nagai, and I am your host and womb guide on this journey. I'm here to help you to lean into the language of your menstrual cycle so that you can align yourself and awaken and activate to your womb wisdom to live the most inspired life. I am so excited to jump into this episode and to dive into today's topic. So let's get started. Welcome back, friends. So this week, I'm doing a solo episode. It's been a long time since I've come on here and just chatted with you um, with whatever my brain is pondering and whatever is on the forefront of my mind. And this week, I really want to dive into a topic that I think is super important for all of us women, because I don't think there is a woman out there that is not struggling with this right now. And I really think like this is my mission for 2024 is to reduce stress and to start to kick burnout to the curb because the life that we're living is just not a life that feels fully fulfilling like I'm in my personal story at least you know I have what I want I have a beautiful home I have the three kids that I always wanted well maybe not on their fighting days but I always wanted three children (laughs) um But, you know, and I'm doing the career that I want to do. Like, I feel like I'm very lucky in many ways. But with that comes this huge cost of burnout, of feeling less than, of feeling like I'm missing out sometimes. Um, And as I ponder this and as I sit with it, I really do feel like there has to be a better way. And the more that I reflected upon this, the more I thought about it over the last few months, last few weeks, and as I came onto this podcast is, how am I coping with burnout? How am I coping with stress level? And as I'm recording this right now, I am on day 23 of my cycle, which we know is our inner fall, our luteal phase. And it is that part of the cycle that often we have a drive to get stuff done. Like there is this urgency for us to complete tasks, but it's also a time where outside pressure or outside demands can really make us swivel into a stress response. And we're really like stress sensitive in this part of our cycle. And so even yesterday, like I looked at, as I entered my inner fall state, it was on the weekend and I was hustling, trying to see some clients before my my bleed because I don't see clients during my bleed time. So I was trying to see clients this weekend. I had dance recitals. I then on Monday and Tuesday, I had full days where I volunteered at the school and then Wednesday hit and I was supposed to do all these things on my gigantic to-do list for work that when I planned it, I did plan it because I was going to be in my inner fall. I knew that I could get tasks done, but I didn't take into consideration the amount of outwardness I had to put myself in the first few days of my inner fall and how that would cripple me or crimple, that's not the right word, crush me into into this feeling of complete exhaustion yesterday. I just felt like a puddle of sleepiness. (laughs) Like I just had nothing to give to the world. Um, And it's really interesting because it it came out in that I just, I couldn't get the podcast out yesterday like I was supposed to, which is why I'm recording it today for you. There was 
some things on social media I was supposed to do. There were some things I was supposed to do for my launch. And I just, I couldn't. And so I gave myself a pass and said, listen, the only way for you to recover from this is to take a step back. And, you know, my kids, I, I think because I rested so well during the day and just gave myself grace to do less and expect less of myself, that when it came for pickup at school, I was in a good mood and I was quite gentle with them. I wasn't irritable like I normally might be during this phase of my cycle. Um, but I did notice a switch and the switch happened when my husband came home from work and he came home from work and he wanted to tell me about his day. And I remember at one point looking at him just saying, you're using way too many words and way too many details. Like, can you just stick to the facts? Give me less of the story so that I can better support you because I just, I can't take in all the words right now. It's just too much for me. And right away he knew, he was like, oh, you're in your inner fall. You're setting boundaries here. And he was able to get laser point to the focus of what he wanted to talk about. We had really great conversations and I didn't get irritable and I wasn't judgy or harsh with him, which I might've been in other incidences in my inner fall if I felt the pressure of engaging in those conversations that were just too overwhelming for me. But what it really showed me was that I do have skills. I do have these tools put in place for my burnout times or for those times where life just feels very heavy on the demand side. And I think as women, we feel this often. We, we are living in a world where we are wanting to be more. We are wanting to do the things. We're wanting to have accomplishments. You know, for me, my career is really about me crafting and creating something that's about me and what I believe in and what I want to put into the world. And we're still operating a system, though, where women are the main caregivers for children. We're the main people that manage the home. We know the ins and outs of the operations. We know when kids have to go for eye appointments, doctor's appointments, dentist appointments. We know when school field trips are happening, when hot lunches are happening. We know when we're low on groceries in the house and what we have to pack for our kids' lunches. We understand the morning rush of like everyone has to get up, breakfast has to be had, we need to brush our teeth, get ready, lunches need to be packed, we can't forget the books, the library books, we can't forget the snowware. We we understand how the family unit works and we keep it moving in a way that is functional, that is effective, efficient. And then we also have our jobs. And then we also have a partnership potentially with somebody, whether it is a marriage, a common law relationship, or that we are dating somebody seriously. And we're trying to nurture that. But when you think of a 24-hour clock, that's a lot of stuff to do in 24 hours. How the heck do we ever come back home to ourselves? How do we ever take care of ourselves? And we wonder why women are burnt out and stressed and why life can just sometimes feel like way too much, right? If you listen to the podcast, I believe it was two weeks ago, I had Ellen Hooper on and we were talking about the book, The Wife Drought, right? And how there's this concept or this idea that, you know, wives now (laughs) need a wife to be able to function in society because there's just so much demands that are put on us now that we are career-driven, now that we are having, you know, more responsibilities or more expectations that we've put upon ourselves. So today, I want to talk about how can we start to 
break this burnout cycle? How can we start to stress check the system? And how can we start to really create a life where it's pliable to those demands and to those I don't even want to say demands or expectations because those are things that we sometimes put upon ourselves, right? We have this vision in our head of who we want to be in the world and that can be a really heavy thing to try to fulfill. It doesn't mean that we don't try to do it. We do, but we need tools and resources to know how we can be able to thrive versus pushing ourselves so far that we hit rock bottom. And I think all of us have probably had one, two, five, or 10 different rock bottoms since becoming a mother, since, you know, trying to manage many different things. I know for myself, I became more of a control freak once I had children, because now I just felt like there were so many different things that I had to manage and remember and focus on that it really was like juggling a bunch of balls in the air and trying to let none of them drop that I started to control a lot. And that didn't make me feel good. I definitely did not do any kind of healing to my relationship with my husband but through this experience through this growth process and through this exploration that I've been on I have found ways to be able to manage my burnout so like yesterday when I felt like I was crashing I knew what I needed to do to be able to do it and how to I needed to self-talk to give myself permission to do what I needed to do because that's a big portion we can have all the self-care tools in the world But unless if we are willing to give ourselves the pass, unless if we're willing to say it's okay to ourselves, we are just adding to the stress. We're just adding to the burnout. So today, I want to give you my five top tools or tips on how we as women can begin to start to manage our stress, how we can begin to manage our life so that we're not hitting burnout all the time. So the first thing, the most important, I think, And this should not surprise anyone. The first thing I think is so important for us to be able to heal our burnout is to understand our cycle. The only way we're going to understand why we're feeling the way we're feeling, why we have these energy spikes and these energy lows, why we can think critically one moment and then the other moment, it can feel like that task is so incredibly hard to do. It is because of our cycle. It is because of our hormones our hormones hold special little gifts. And maybe what I'll do is maybe next week we'll have a talk around what are these hormones because there's more than just progesterone and estrogen and what they do for us and how they allow us to be cyclical and the gifts that they give us, but also the shadow sides. So in order for us to be able to navigate stress and to really own in on what we need to do in order to minimize burnout is to know our own body to know our own rhythm and to know that we have a rhythm and where we excel at certain things. And this does not mean that we can't do something every day or every week of our cycle. We can. It's just sometimes those things are going to be a heck of a lot harder in one phase than they are in the other. So how can we know our strengths or our hormone requirements so that way we're really optimizing, putting like the right things at the right time So that they're easy, they're in flow versus us feeling like we're pushing a boulder up a hill and feeling completely resentful while doing it. The second thing that I think is really important to help us navigate burnout and stress 
is that we need to find a way that works for us to communicate our cycle with those that are in our intimate circle. This might be your children, this might be your partner, this might be your parents or your siblings, however far you want the circle to go. For me, you know, it was really uncomfortable when I started talking about with my, my family, with my parents. Um, I don't think I've ever broke the, the conversation with my brother yet, but definitely with my mom and my dad, I had to. And I remember at first feeling kind of gross about it, but or kind of awkward about it. I shouldn't say gross, awkward about it. But once I did, it was like, this is now a way for them to understand me on a better level, right? And so I don't shy away from from talking about it. And I definitely, I think the most impactful thing that I've done is found a way to communicate that with my, my, my husband. And I'm still navigating and trying to figure out how to communicate with my kids, but there's little ways. <laughs> it made me laugh the other day because I try to incorporate my cycle into why I need certain things where I like pick up the kids from school. The other day I was like, okay, you guys, I need just complete silence. I am sorry. I love your guys' personalities, but honestly, I have no, no capacity to take on jokes or loud noises or silliness in the car right now. Once we get home, you guys can go down to the basement and you can be as silly as you need to, but mommy, I need, I need time right now. I need, I need some quiet time for my brain. And, you know, I, I sometimes throw in my seasons. I'll sometimes say mommy's in her inner fall or inner winter, which is why she's really tired and needs to rest. And so they're starting to understand those ideas a bit. But it made me laugh the other day because we were talking about how my middle child, her appetite has increased like hugely. She's eating so much. And my oldest said, well, maybe her appetite's bigger because of hormones, mom. <laughs> it made me giggle because it was Definitely a clarification that I am talking about hormones with my kids because, and they're picking it up because they're still starting to think certain things are related to hormones as too, which is great. I was like, yeah, that's a very curious observation. Maybe you are right. So, um, but when I've been able to communicate my, my phases of my cycle and where I'm at and what I need, like from my previous share with my conversation with my husband yesterday, he was really able to understand that I wasn't trying to be bitchy, that I wasn't trying to be, or wasn't trying to push him away or write him off. I was like, no, I can really do want to understand what happened with your day. And I want to hear, and I want to be able to support you. But all the extra details, those mean something to you. And they mean nothing to me because I don't work in your industry. So like telling me people's names and equipment pieces, like that is stuff that I just don't know. Like, let's just shorten the story. Um, and he was able to respect that. And in return, his needs were met, my needs were met, and we didn't fight. We actually had a very lovely evening together. Um, so sometimes when we get people involved, it really does help because it allows us to have a permission to be the four different women we are in our cycle. And how that looks is going to be completely unique to you, right? Some things are going to feel really awkward to say, and some things are not going to be feel so awkward to say. And so it's just finding your way of approaching it. But once you find it, keep doing it. It's like a muscle. You got to keep practicing it and practicing it and practicing it until it just naturally comes out of you of like talking about your cycle with your kids. Let's be real. Juggling all the to-dos and the expectations in the modern world can be downright overwhelming for any woman. High demand jobs, managing a home, tending to our children and trying to nurture our relationships while still tending to our own needs 
can feel like a tall mountain to climb. But what if there were hacks? Simpler ways to manage your life while still deeply tending to who you are. Drum roll, please. Introducing the menstrual cycle. Your menstrual cycle and your womb wisdom hold valuable information on how to align your life so that you can reduce your stress, kicking burnout to the curb, and giving you the tool to organize your life according to the energy of your hormones. January 28th, I will be hosting a very special masterclass called Burnout to Balance, where I will teach you how to tap into the wisdom and transform your life. It is time to say bye-bye to the modern burnt out woman and hello to the modern wise one. To register for this free event, click on the link in the show notes below. The third point that I, I think is really important for how to navigate burnout and overwhelm is division of labor in the house. You know, there's a great, uh, well, I think it's a great program that I, I my, my husband and I did, which was called The Modern Marriage with Sarah Jenks and her husband. And one of the first exercises they had us do was write down everything that happens in the house, like everything that you ever do, from putting away the Christmas tree to buying birthday presents to doing returns. Like, I don't know, think of every small little thing that you have to do to make your home function. And then write a name of who does that. <laughs> and it probably won't surprise the woman listening to this podcast that 98% of the names were my name, <laughs> right? And it wasn't to say like, ha, I told you I do more than you because let's be honest, my husband has a really high demand job and he really does pay our bills. So he has a big role too. What the assignment showed us and what I thought was so beautiful about it was A, to create some awareness for him to see actually how much stuff I do that's unseen, that's like not really, you know, celebrated by the world. It's just things that have to get done and I do them. But the other beautiful thing, and this is part of the assignment that she gave us, was that once you make this list, the things, write the things that you don't like doing, that you're, you're stuck doing. And this is for both of you, right? It wasn't just for me. It was for him too. What are the tasks that you have to do that you don't like? And for the most part, all the tasks he had to do, he's like, yeah, I'm fine with it because the small list was small. But there were things on my list that I was like, I hate doing this, but I have to do it, right? And so what their recommendation in this course was that those things that you hate doing, this is where the conversation begins now of going, would you like to do this task? Because I hate doing it. And if they're like, no, I would hate having to do that every time too. Then it's like, okay, well now we have to look at how we can find a middle ground here. Do we need to hire someone to do this task so that we both don't have to be doing it because we both don't want to do it? Or do we have to take turns doing it because we both hate doing it? So then it just broke up this idea of the fact that it always lands on one person's shoulders. Instead, those things that nobody wants to do either resource out or you both have to share the pain, right? And I think that was really, really beautiful way for us to start to refocus. And it did change some things in our home um, and it didn't change everything. But one thing it did also change is for those things that I'm still doing that I hate doing, there is occasional recognition that I am doing them and that he knows I hate doing them, but that I'm doing them for the family. And so it was a really great practice. The fourth way that I would recommend um, starting to think about how you can incorporate this into your life to help with burnout would be 
rather than focusing on what seems to be the buzzword right now or buzz phrase of work-life balance, is starting to think about work cycle balance. Because let's be honest, work-life balance, that's not an actual thing. Because you leave work to go to your personal life, which is another job. (laughs) So you're going from a work-to-work balance, right? Um, And it doesn't still, it doesn't feed the woman's soul. It It doesn't meet us in our feminine hormonal makeup. It doesn't support us in burnout. It doesn't help us navigate our stress. We are really rushing with our family in the morning, rushing to work, rushing to get our work tasks done, to rush leaving work so that we can rush and be a mom and make sure our kids are fed and homework is done and we have got everyone to their extracurricular activities and so forth and bedtimes and so forth. And then we wonder where the balance was for us. Where did we ever work into this equation? And so this is where I think one way that we can start to shift that is rather than work-life balance is looking at a work cycle balance. So when I am at work, how can I, once again, knowing where I'm at in my cycle, know my strengths and my weaknesses, and can I potentially try to reschedule some of those things that are landing in my weakness column to a week where that will become a strength? And if this sounds really confusing, (laughs) I get it. Um, I have a whole module on this in my courses where we talk about the strengths and the weaknesses of each phase of our cycle and where we're more optimized to do certain tasks during each phase. And once you know what it is that you need, then you can start to structure your work week that way. And it doesn't always work perfectly, but at least it gives you some kind of system to try to create and structure balance in your work life. There is no way, and I think work life for the most part is really structured to focus on the male hormonal system, which operates on a 24-hour clock, it's reset period. So the tasks, how we've set them up in our work schedule to be repetitive works for the male hormonal system, but it doesn't work for us. So for us to be on sales calls every day of the month does not work for us. Is there a phase where we can rock it? Yeah, we can go into ovulation and we can rock sales calls. We can sell ourselves. We can sell our products. We can win people over with how, you know, just magnetic we are in that phase, right? But we're not so magnetic in our menstruation. That is when our body needs deep, deep rest. So starting to look at like, can we look at our work duties and can we find some way of creating flexibility to restructure our days so that we're finding more of a cyclical rhythm that we can live within in our work life. So that way when we leave work, we're not leaving in a rush or burnt out. We're actually leaving in a thriving state, which then helps us set up success for how we're scheduling our evenings as a mother, as a partner, and calling in resources and help as we need to. And then the last one, it shouldn't surprise you guys, but the last one of how we can really begin to, to you know, deal with stress and balance our life is that we need to prioritize rest. I know, prioritizing rest is really, really important. And it's one that's really, really hard because I think sometimes we feel like, or failing, or we feel like, well, there's too many tasks. 
But you know what? Lesson that I have learned is that there will always be tasks. There will always be to-dos. There are some things that we have to do at certain times. Yes, like our kids have to be fed three meals a day. Get it. But like yesterday, it was like, do I really need to get the podcast out today? Is it going to make or break my business or can I just do it tomorrow? And I was like, you know what? I can just do it tomorrow. It's fine. And so I rested and I gave myself the space that I needed to be able to rebalance. And last night, rather than making like some, well, not that I ever really make fancy meals, but rather than making a really, you know, multi-step processed meal, instead we had spaghetti. We kept it simple. We kept it easy. And because it was simple and easy, I also called on my husband to help me out. It was like, okay, I'm going to make the spaghetti sauce. Can you just get the pot of water going in the pasta? So we split the responsibilities and it worked. And then afterwards, normally with my kids right now, we're reading the Harry Potter series. And I was like, yeah, no Harry Potter tonight, guys. Sorry. You can go read to yourself or go play with your toys, but I can't read tonight. And so it was giving myself grace to break up the routine and knowing that everything was going to be okay. And it was. And according to my aura ring, I woke up this morning and I was 90% at my readiness level, which was optimal. So that was really exciting. So it showed that taking a day of rest really helped me to come back into a balanced state. So what I want you to walk away with today is knowing that burnout is not something that we're supposed to live through. That feeling like we are on a conveyor belt and that we're no longer just allowing the conveyor belt to take us a place, but we're actually running to speed it up isn't a thing. We need to break up our cycle. We need to break up our month. We need to start living in alignment so that way we can feel more joy, more balance. We can feel more rested. We can feel more alive. And that we're actually partaking in the experience of our life rather than just being a moving piece. And I think that's what's beautiful for me is that now I'm able to pause. I'm able to take in a moment. I'm able to really feel like there's choice in my life. And our nervous system loves choice. That's really how we help our nervous system balance is by giving our nervous system this felt sense that it has choice. And so my message to you today is start playing around with these ideas. How can you start to structure in more balance in your life and start to welcome in this idea of fluidness, of cyclicalness, so that you really can live a balanced, stress-managed, I'm not going to say stress-free, stress-managed lifestyle where we really are kicking burnout to the curb. And if you've loved this conversation, don't forget that this Sunday, so only a few days away, I'm going to be hosting the Burnout to Balance Masterclass. It is free. It's an hour and a half where we're going to be going through some of these tools and tips in more depth understanding a little bit more about our cycle and really getting to the core of this lesson of how we can master our cycle so that way we are navigating burnout and coming to a place of balanced state.
Friends, have you had a chance to download my new free ebook? Maybe it's not you. The truth on PMS and how you can take back control of your cycle is now available. This is truly a book that I think needs to be in the hands of every woman who struggles with the second half of their menstrual cycle. So if this is you, click on the link in the show notes and download your free copy today. And remember to subscribe to this podcast and share a review if you loved this episode. Until next time, remember, womb wisdom equals connection to self, which ultimately equals inspired living.